Welcome to the Swim Swim Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. He's a European Championships medalist. He's an NCAA champion. And most recently, he is the ISL champion as a part of the Cali Condors, Marcin Cheeselock. How's it going, man? Very good. Thank you for having me. going back and forth with you during it during the isl bubble i was trying to get you on because i mean i'm 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 excited your story is really cool and especially lately you know you've really come on you you went like 39 best times in the isl season or something and um (laughs) but but you know you you kept pushing off which is totally understandable because because like you said you 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 just said to me it, it it takes a lot of mental energy to race to, to do these races, to step up in ISL. And that's where I want to start. Um, talk to me about racing in the bubble and maybe what it takes physically, but, but more importantly, what it takes mentally. Yeah. So just like you said, there's this thing about racing where, um, as the race is coming up, you, you need to have this freshness in your mind, you know, this excitement and, You know, it's usually there when you're not racing for a good amount of time and the big meet is coming up. The excitement is there. But um, uh, for this season, I think one of the big challenges was the the frequency of which the meets were happening. And I think that was a crucial thing in, in performing well. It was staying fresh and having that excitement, that mental energy going for you every time you race. Um because some of the best races happen when you have it, you know, you just feel light, uh, ready to go excited. And, you know, that's when, that's when it happens, when the magic happens. So, um, I think, you know, that was a challenge, but I think, you know, most of the swimmers are experienced enough and they, they have a way of finding that Zen mode, uh, getting rest in between meets and just, uh, just staying fresh for me. I'm coming back to swimming after a fear break. So I'm very hungry of racing. Uh, you know, I can't get enough of it. Um, so that, I think that was a part of it for me. Um, you know, just like I wanted more every, every meet, it wasn't worrying me off. I just wanted, you know, I just wanted another one. Um, it just, cause I haven't done many of them in a long time. So it's just like, you know, it's a great experience. I try to be mindful of and, you know, just be in the moment and experience it. So even after the final, I was ready to go again, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, so you answered one of my questions and one thing that I absolutely want to get into, which is that you took a three-year break. Um, and then, and then you came back at some point. Um, and you know, it's like to give our listeners a little more context, if you didn't pay attention to the ISL season, you were going one, two with Caleb in, routinely in the hundred IM 50 fly hundred fly. I mean, like you were, you know, you were his running mate every single time and it was awesome to watch. Um, I mean, it, you guys were, were dominant in some of those events and, uh, you know, there was two different times where you guys stole all the points in, in that hundred IM race and semis and finals. I think it was just, you were the only two scores. Yeah, um, no, that was amazing. That was an amazing experience. <laughs> yeah. And so, so tell me how, how, uh, how, how prepared were you coming into the ISL bubble? What, what, what shape were you in at that point? 
Um, so this this year has been has been fairly strange for everyone. I mean, pretty much for anyone in the swimming community. Um, but I think I think what happened has actually played to the swimmers' advantage. You know, the the fact that some people were outside of the pool. I think you know. I think there are many benefits and you know many less lessons to be learned from from what happened. Is I think people got stronger physically doing a little more dry land. I think that could be a thing that people implement more into their training. Um, I think just this like mental break from the pool, uh, maybe changing some some technical um, the technical aspects of your tr- stroke after taking a break. You come back and then maybe you can revisit your stroke and build it build it from you know, fundamentals again. And I think all of those things contributed to my, my performances. Um, I've definitely got stronger over the, the quarantine period. Um, as I said, I was hungry of racing, uh, you know, there wasn't much competing and I definitely, uh, that is something that it just gets me going. You know, I'm, I'm the type of, type of guy that doesn't really go that fast at practice, but once I'm on the block and there's a good race, um, you know, I can, I can drop the hammer there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think since since this was the biggest meet of the year, uh, a lot of people had the time to to train for it and then you know give themselves some rest. I think if this was just a regular season with without COVID, I think the swimming wasn't wouldn't be that fast in ISL. But since it was the only thing that you know that was going to happen in the swimming world. Uh, it made it more special. You know, people treat it as uh, the thing to do. You know, that's like the big thing in swimming. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, that was like, same thing for me. I was, I was just getting ready for ISL. I knew this was going to be the only big meet this year. Uh, so I took it seriously. I, I prepped, uh, pretty much ever since I signed with the Condors. I just, I've been prepping for the ISL and, you know, we knew ahead of time, that's going to be a bubble. It's going to be a, a couple week period that we have to be ready for. So, you know, those are the things that we had to account for. Uh, while training, while pre- prepping for the for the ISL, and I'm 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 fortunate that I'm training by myself. I don't really have a coach, so I think inside of the bubble, um, you know, a lot of people came and they had to train with a different coach. You know, let's say there's five coaches on the Cali Condors team. You know, many many swimmers, over 30 swimmers, and some of them had to be put in in different groups. Um, and it, you know, it's a tricky situation because uh like the coach won't won't know you the new coach the 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 team coach um so the you know the communication is super important like are you getting enough rest between meets this is a new situation uh you know there's a meet every week uh we want to get faster as it goes then like the meets start getting super tight toward the uh towards the final um so you know it, it was like a tricky situation for anyone i think the fact that I, I write my workouts and, you know, just develop the program myself, I was just basing everything, everything on the field. Um, so, you know, if I felt tired, I was giving myself more rest. If I had, you know, a period where I could put some training in, I would do it. Um, but, you know, it was just like, I was, I was using the intuition I had in my body, like, should I push or should I rest? Um, so yeah, you know, that was like a tricky part about the, the bubble season. 
that's super interesting, especially because I would have assumed that it, maybe even only in the bubble you would have you've been training with Troy, right? Because you're yeah. a, you're a Florida, and you're laughing like, no, he goes way too hard. I'm not doing that. No, no. Part of the deal of signing to the Condors was uh, I'm not going to train with Troy. <laughs> it's in your contract. It's not yeah, going to happen. Part of it. It's a part of it. Um, and so, so I, I, you're training by yourself. And again, I want to get into that too, but, uh, one more, you know, on a, still on ISL, um, tell me, just tell me about the team, you know, being, being a part of the Cali Condors, maybe outside of the races. Uh, what, what was it like for you? Uh, no, it was, it was a special experience, I got to say. And there is like a paradox in this because, you know, in the time where there is the social isolation and, you know, those are times where you don't really get in, into groups. And then they create this bubble that is supposed to isolate us from the world. But it really turns out into being this amazing social experience. You know, you're putting, you're putting together all those people uh, in the hotel, and, you know, in the closed type bubble. Um, and they get to interact with each other. I think that was like the biggest social experience of 2020 for me, uh, which I find super cool. Um, I th- you know, I think that's like, that's like my favorite part about the, uh, the structure of the season is this, um, you know, just like the ability to have all these people on the team and maybe even on other teams. Um, you know, I get to meet, I got to meet a lot of new people, make those relationships. And I, you know, I strongly believe that those things grow you as a person, you know, just, you know, getting to know people older, younger, you know, having exchanging ideas, seeing how they see the world, how they, see swimming even, or, you know, just how they see life, uh, learning from people like Lizak or Caleb on my team, you know, just having a lot of those conversations that I think contributed to my, um, you know, well-being and just like personal growth this year. Um, so I just find it funny that, you know, in the time where we're supposed to be isolated, I find this, uh, you know, a very revolutionary social experience for, for myself. Um, <laughs> And, you know, obviously the structure brought us to, brought us closer together as a team. You know, the fact that we, we're all together, you know, always on the same bus, training together, getting into the pool together, leaving the pool together. Uh, it just created more of those situations where we got to interact, you know, talk. Um, so there was a lot of that. And I, I you know, I, I love that part about ISL uh, this year. That, I mean, that does sound super cool. And uh, the, I'm, the bubble in itself, like you said, meant to isolate, but it seems like everyone I've talked to, you know, they really enjoyed it. Uh, it sounds yeah. like it was, a, it was a positive experience for everyone. Um, was there was there anyone on the team that stood out to you in the pool, out, outside of the pool? I mean, if, if we're talking inside the pool, I think you were the big, my biggest surprise of the season, um, so, you know, seeing how well you performed. But was there anyone who, you know, you met, or you had seen swim before, but really surprised you um, on that team in particular? Maybe again, inside, outside the pool, whatever. Uh, oh yeah, many people, many people. Uh, I mean, obviously Caleb. I don't think you have to mention that. Um, I think you know. I think the expectation was uh, expectations were high uh, when it comes to Caleb this season, but still, the times he was dropping, just insane. You know, let's, let's just like knowledge. <laughs> You know how insane it was but um you know there's just some people that didn't even know and they turned out to be not only great swimmers but also super cool you know like there's the eddie wang on our team 
this kid from Taiwan, 18 years old, you know, such a good guy, such a good guy, you know, just love being around him. him. It was like dropping hammers left and right on the two fly for free. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, just super happy to meet him. Um, uh, Bita Nelson, I think she was like a person that I didn't hear of before. And she's just, you know, amazing in swimming. Um, yeah, and there's just, you know, many people in the finals. Like we had a couple of guys uh, getting close to world records. Olivia almost got it. Caleb got a couple. Uh, Lily won all the skins. She, you know, she won like all the races. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be nice if betting and the ISL, then I could, you know, always bet my money on William Breaststroke. I'd be rich. D- f- fingers crossed moving um, forward that uh, that that'll be the case. Um, I know there have been wi- I know there have been whispers, um, but and I, th- I think one person that made a big impact on me was was Jason. And um, I think that you know we just like bonded a lot of times. And I think you know there's some some things that are very similar about how we approach swimming now. Um, mm. You know, I'm a little older, uh, training by myself. I know he did too. So, you know, he was just one of those people where, you know, where I tried to absorb as much of their knowledge, personality as the bubble went. Um, so, yeah, I just had many conversations. I know he's not a swimmer on the team, but a lot of our interactions were about swimming. And, you know, Jason is, is the good person to, to, uh, to talk to about really anything, like dealing with meets, training for meets. Um, it, you know, it's like a nuanced situation where you train by yourself. Um, you know, you have to find a motivation, good ideas, you know, have a good schedule, like don't really mess up as you go. Um, so it, I found him like a perfect, perfect person to, to be around during that time. And I mean, you're absolutely right. Training by yourself, a very nuanced situation, and we've seen more people be able to do it, uh, I think in, in, in recent years, but I don't think that makes it easier. Uh, <laughs> And I mean, it's, it sounds like a hard situation. So let's, let's talk about that. You know, you, you have, you have a good career, you go to the 2012 Olympics, and then I think you stepped away for three years, I think you said, and, you know, you started flex, which is a super cool company and we love flex and you make really cool videos. Um, Uh but you know, it's like, tell me what, when did you get the itch? when did you, when did you start wanting to come back? Yeah, so I decided to retire in 2016, and you know, obviously, it was a it was a tough tough decision. Right? Breaking up with something that you know just so close to your heart, and you do for so many years, and like it is a part of your uh, self worth. Even you know, you you um, you feel a swimmer. You know, you associate yourself with like your values associated with how well you swim. Um, but yeah, you know, I was this type of swimmer. I, I had a good college career, then went into the pro swimming, and you know, I was just like placing world champs finals. You know, maybe in 2015 I got fifth in the uh, or sixth in the 200 IM. This is just good swimming, but I just had to, you know, 2016 I don't make the team, and you know, at that time I started thinking, started reevaluating if this is the good thing to be, you know, to continue on doing. I had I had some like some different ambitions and just like projects in my head. I kind of want to try and swimming was, you know, sort of stopping me from doing them. Um, I had this like start, it was just starting a swim academy in Poland and flex was, uh, was sort of picking up. We had an investor um, come on board. 
So I decided, you know, with, it was breaking my heart, but I decided to, to just stop and put my time more towards the just different projects in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, initially I was happy with it. Wasn't swimming, wasn't missing swimming all that much. But as time went on, you know, I was just like still in the swimming community. I was working with kids back at home, uh, doing training camps. You know, I was just like trying to be, you know, I, I was passionate towards swimming and trying to like give it to the kids uh, make sure they catch the, the swimming bug. Then, you know, we're doing a lot of like algorithm training uh, for flex uh, or the videos. And I, you know, end up at the pool a few times a week. So the you know, swimming was always there. And I, you know, with time as, as we built the technology and started using it um, on like pretty much daily, I like, you know, this is just like spark showed up again. And I, I started training, you know, it was still for fun. The swimming was there to, you know, just be like a, a peaceful thing I do after a work day. Yeah. Uh, so all of the flex guys decided to go to Masters Nationals in 2018, uh, uh, no, 2019. And I go there and go my best time in the 50 butterfly. I was like, well, okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's something to it. So, I, you know, I do another three, four month uh, training cycle and go to Polish Nationals and go my best time again. Um, so I'm pretty shocked by then, you know, there's so much training and you know, I wasn't really like getting there. It was good, but not good enough. And now I'm like enjoying it and also getting my best times. Um, so I went all in into training, you know, started, you know, designing my life around swimming again. I still had to fit work in there, but, um, you know, I found enough time, maybe in the, some in the morning, some in the afternoon where I did the, did the workouts mm -hmm. and trained for a year like that. And, uh, won the medal at the Europeans. And I was like, it was, you know, mind blowing experience, you know, like being completely honest. It's like, how did this happen? Um, I remember so, watching you know, that. I forward, you know, I started, you know, being more hungry for racing. Um, you know, I went out there trying to search for new ideas, you know, talking to people since, mm. you know, I don't consider myself um, like extreme expert in swimming. You know, there's many, th many things that, um, I know of, you know, the physiology and just getting the, you know, the, the body ready for a meet. But um, I think, I, I think I got very curious about what I can be doing and then using that knowledge to, um, to my benefit, you know, designing the training around all the, all the knowledge from the coaches. Uh, so here I am, you know, like with a fresh mind, um, happy, happy that I'm swimming gives, you know, it's a lot of fun for me. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to, to be enjoying this for the, for the next couple of years, for sure. I, yeah. I remember watching 2019 European short course championships. And I think it was the tuner free relay that you got that Poland won silver in. I was like, is that the same guy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like, is it, oh, yeah. is that, is that the dude for, you know, who swam at like the flex guy? Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like he swam like a 50. You know, it's like, like, you know, older guys do that. And then you meddled in the hundred fly. I was like, whoa, like that's, that's pretty think, legit. <laughs> so I, I think, I think that is a part of it, man. If, if, uh, if I'm being honest, I think I trained for, for wrong events most of my life, you know, with, with Troy at UF, I, even before in high school in Poland, um, I was just this like four, four I am 200 fly guy for most of my swimming. And, you know, maybe it's partially my fault, but, you know, no one at any point sort of saw this maybe more sprinting uh, body type or sprinting stroke. So, you know, I think I think when I got to the top of my career in those events, 
I think that you know that was the the ceiling. That, you know, this is this is it. I wouldn't get any faster. So now I'm coming back and treating swimming completely different events. You know, 50 is, is a strong event of mine, which is you know I used to not ever do. 100 is probably like my best event. Um, so I think I think that is that is a part of it. Is I'm not only coming back fresh, not doing it for three years, but I'm also coming back doing completely different thing you know the training that i've never done before so you know feeling like a junior junior guy who's you know just getting just getting their first good training sessions in i do a lot of lifting swim fast a lot pretty much every day of the week i just go go hard um yeah the sessions are short but very intense i could i could do like a 40 minute workout but do you know a lot of lactate sets or um just some power don't really do a lot of slow swimming these days. I think I did plenty of it. So my cardio days are usually on the bike. You know, I try to like cross country ski if I can, maybe do some running. Uh, but, you know, I, I really avoid swimming slow. So whenever I come to the pool, it's, uh, I just go super fast. That's, that sounds super cool. And I just talked to someone else the other day, I, a couple people, I think, who were like, yeah, I, 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 uh, I supplement but during due to quarantine i've been supplementing a lot of the aerobic work for you know on the bike um which it it seems like it's working for a lot of people um so i mean during you know when everything shut down in march what was your situation like and i mean did that kind of play with your motivation or wanting to, to keep swimming at all um a little bit you know i think is sports is just so enrooted in having the goal you know what drives you is this thing out there that you know you sort of think even if you're not thinking about it it's there like what drives you you go to practice with the vision of getting closer a little bit closer to you know the, the, the goal that is you know in front of you so i think you know whenever this was taken taken away from us with olympics being canceled it, you know, definitely like the, the goal disappearing is a little like a moment where, you know, things become a little shaky. You like, you lose the routine, you know, like it's not as clear as why you're doing it, you know, how are you supposed to go about this? Um, so like without the vision, it, it is a little difficult, but I think for me, like for me, I maybe I struggled for a week or two and then I decided to, you know, come up with a new vision. My new vision would be, Hey, I just want to keep on getting stronger. And, you know, this is just for my, this is for my health. And at some point this is going to, this is going to, to pay off. Um, so I think like the, the, the goal wasn't really a meet, you know, somewhere in the, in the calendar towards the end of the year, but it was more like the means of getting there. It, it's, it's difficult to explain, but I think that what got, what, that's what got me through. Uh, that's what got me motivated. And I didn't really have a period of uh, doing when I stopped training. You know, I, uh, I, think, I think when quarantine happened, we were in, a, in Spain for a training trip mm -hmm. and they pulled us back and we had to do a two week, two week quarantine in the house where like police, like there's like people uh, checking on us every day if we're in the house. So me and two other friends actually one of them is Ratty from Cali Condors, uh, stayed in my parents' house. My parents moved out into another house uh, in the city and they left us this, uh, the house here in the suburbs where we have, you know, backyard where we could train and, you know, just houses 
it's just a little bigger so the three of us could could fit here and you know we had like <laughs> it was pretty pretty crazy because we had people bringing them gym equipment um you know it was like some someone dropping a barbell and some some way some thing <laughs> as kettlebells and balls like we had the the stretch cord and the like a rowing machine you know like week into the quarantine and it was like a, we're thinking about opening a gym you know selling, <laughs> selling, selling tickets uh to come yeah. work with us um so yeah and you know just having the three of uh three of us three guys in the house living together uh helped you know i didn't really didn't really have a period where training was was difficult so you know we did a lot of lifting of course guys love lifting uh so that was like a fun part of the day a little bit of cardio and I don't know. Whenever, whenever training, whenever pools opened up again, two months later, uh, we all felt pretty good, you know? So I don't know. It's just, it, it can be a lesson when, when designing training, training plans, maybe, maybe there could be periods where you only go super hard on strength and conditioning training and you're not really doing much water. Maybe taking a break from the water is, is a thing. I mean, it seems like it did work out for some people not having the, you know, the swimming part of training in their life in their regiment. Um, so yeah, you know, those are things that I thought of when, when putting together the plan for, for the ISL season when training and I, I did, I stick, I stuck to, to stuck to it and did more dryland throughout the, throughout the season. So I don't know, I, I think it, 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 it was sort of an interesting experience. It could be, it could have some, some growth associated with it, you know, within everyone uh, in the swimming, swimming world. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I, it's, it's been great to talk to people about their different styles of training and what they've been doing during quarantine, because you get all these different ideas and people had to get really creative. Um, when you were, you know, talking to people about formulating your own routine or your own philosophy on how you wanted to train yourself, was there anyone in particular whose ideas really struck you as, as intelligent or that, that really hit a note with you? Uh, yeah, yes, for, for sure. For sure. Um, there's a lot of, the thing is I, I have, uh, I have a long list of people that I talk to about swimming and those are some, you know, legendary swimmers from Poland. Uh, Pavel Kozinowski is like, you know, one of the better swimmers in, in the history of the country. And he's a very good friend of mine. Um, you know, so there are people kind of like, like them that I've talked to frequently uh, when trying to come up with, with the training plans. Uh, there's some coaches that I really respect and they have, have good knowledge that I always try to take advice from. Um, and man, honestly, internet, internet is a great source of, uh, you know, getting some, some information. You know, I follow people like Dave Saylaw and copy some of his workouts. Um, you know, actually your show, Man, you ever showed that um, the pancakes show? <laughs> Practice of uh, pancakes. Amazing! It's amazing. <laughs> you know how many ideas I got from that show. Um, <laughs> so thank you, thank you, man. Absolutely. Uh, great show, great show. Like NC State guys training. I got some good ideas from them. Um, yeah, like YouTube, YouTube, and your show. Those are great places to get get good ideas for training. That makes me so happy to hear. I'm I'm glad yeah. some I'm so glad someone gets something out of that. That's super cool. Um, so, like you, you you know, you mentioned 
you had been on a training trip in Spain when quarantine started. If you're training with Polish teammates or like you said, you know, Cali Condor teammates in the bubble, are you, are you doing workouts with them or is it just still kind of, you're doing your own thing. They're doing their own thing. Uh, I did a couple with the team more and more. So for, you know, like the training, the team, the team culture type of thing. Um, so I joined the spring group for like, you know, a few workouts throughout the, throughout the camp, just to like get, get people to know, get to know people a little bit better. Um, but no, 95% of the workouts I did myself. I think there would be too much risk if, if I decided to join a group and start doing something completely new. Um, I think sticking to the, sticking to the routine I had to my plan was the only, the only smart thing. And, and Jason was very supportive of it. At, you know, from the very beginning, he told me just you know, keep on doing, keep doing what you're doing. And I think he just imagined what, like he put himself in my shoes coming to this uh, camp and maybe you're excited. There are a lot of fast people. You want to join and train with them, but no, just stick, stick to what you're doing. This is the best thing you can do right now. Just do, just keep on doing your, uh, your schedule, do your yardage. Don't overdo things. Uh, just get ready for the meet. Like, you know, no one was here. Um, so there was something I really appreciate about the Condors team. There was at no point, there was some pressure on me to come join the, uh, the NC state group or Caleb's group. Everyone was, you know, le- le- was letting me be. And, uh, you know, I'm very grateful for it that I, it's not even that someone told me to, to be a part of it. I didn't even feel the, like the pressure, the expectation of me having to join one of the groups. That is really nice. And that's, that's really great that yeah, they yeah. did. And, and I think this comes from uh, Jason being a GM. Um, I think that's, you know, I got very lucky that a person like him is the leader of the team because he's, he's been through it. He, he trained by himself. He, he came on many trips and um, yeah, it's just like the culture he builds. It's very relaxed, but also very supportive. You know, you feel, you feel like, you know, I could, I trained so much less than everyone else, but still feel a part of the team, which, mm-hmm. you know, I think is great. It is great. So uh, on kind of on the flip side of that, you train by yourself a lot, uh, maybe not in the bubble, but just in general. I mean, you know, does that, is that, does that get lonely? Does that wear on you? Do you, do you wish you had teammates at times or, or for the most part, are you, are you pretty okay with, with training by yourself? Uh, so like the, the teammates part and maybe racing, those are the two things that I miss some. Mm-hmm. And I try to, I try to get together with some people, uh, for race days, maybe join a group if they're doing like a big lactate set or some, they have a race day with suits. I would join them just, just to have the racing experience. But I think there is just so many more benefits for me. The fact that I can set my schedule, you know, the schedule is very fluid. I would train, you know, I train whenever I can, sometimes in the morning, sometimes, you know, I'll go at noon and sometimes I go at like 7 p.m. Uh, just whenever, whenever I have the time. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoy this freedom. You know, I go there and sometimes I plan on doing a 30-minute session. I stay in, the, stay in the pool for an hour and a half just because like, I, you know, I just, have, I have the energy and, I, you know, I'm in the zone. 
Um, so just having that freedom, I think I work well when, when I have the freedom, when no, nobody tells me um, what to do, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, it's a really interesting point. Um, and I don't think all swimmers could do this or all people can do this, but it seems like, you know, like you said, you trained for certain events for a long time under these coaches and then you kind of you stepped away and then you came back and you, you, you get to have a lot of independence and a lot of ownership of what you're doing. And it seems like it's working really well. Yeah. And it's just like, there's, there's like a strategy, strategy building part to it that I think, I think I enjoy a lot. Just sitting down and writing the plan um, and then going about the plan. I, I, I don't know. I just like find it very fulfilling, you know, mm-hmm. um, like the process of being, being also the guy who, who decides what, you know, what, what should be done. And I think like, I wouldn't be able to do this five years ago. There's no way mm-hmm. like this, this, age is a big part of of training by yourself you know it's like a mental thing like put me uh put me in my own group and uh, make me my own coach at age of 22 and i'd be lost you know my brain i'll be freaking out that i'm not doing it right you know doing something wrong um not doing enough you know i'll I'll get lost but at at this point when i'm older um i've done you know work with many coaches i i don't have problems with motivating myself uh, it just comes naturally. I think, you know, I think age and experience is, is associated with, with training by yourself and it helps, helps a ton. It's wise words. <laughs> uh, so uh, to, to finish up, you know, moving forward, you just wrapped up the ISL bubble. Um, so what's, you, you, like you said, you don't really have problems with motivation, but what are you, what are you looking for in the future or, or are you just kind of continuing that mindset of I'm going to get stronger, I'm going to get better. And that's going to pay off somewhere down the road. Yeah. My mentality these days is, is so much different than it used to be. Um, you know, like I said, swimming, it was just like everything, everything to me, but almost in, in a bad way. Um, you know, it was just this thing that everything revolved around swimming, you know, just my self-worth, um, you know, just like my living situation and mood, like everything, everything was, was based on swimming. And I didn't really like that. And now coming back to swimming, I, I feel none of that pressure. I I just think about it so much differently and man, like I'm not even thinking about finishing, you know, like retiring at any time soon. I, you know, I just want to keep on doing it. I'm enjoying it, giving me a lot of fun. Um, I can't, looking forward to more bubble experiences. You know, like I, like I told you, this is amazing, amazing experience for me. Um, yeah, I'm just like happy to see what, what comes really. Just like curious about the future. Uh, I'll stick to my training plan. I have, I have plenty of motivation in my head. Uh, I'll keep on doing what I'm doing. I have some ideas on what I can add, you know, how much, you know, how I could get better. But in general, I'm, you know, I'm looking into the future and seeing, uh, waiting for what, what comes, you know, my way. Uh, well, Marcin, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk with me for a while. Any parting thoughts before we sign off? Um, yeah, just, uh, just saying what's up to the Flex guys. <laughs> uh, definitely going to listen to this. Uh, yeah, you know, just uh, thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, appreciate the time as well.
You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.